Welcome to another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode, we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 3 of Family Ties. This episode is titled Little Man on Campus, and it originally aired on October 4th, 1984. And with me, as always, to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Hello, how are you? Hey, doing good. Awesome. Good to talk to you again. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Excellent. We have done this, I mean, I don't even know how many episodes this is in a row now. I've lost count. We've been so consistent. I think this is five. That's fantastic. Yeah. And here's something interesting. This is, we're approaching 50 episodes total. What? For this show. I I think this is episode 47, something like that. It's hard because I count by seasons instead of total, but I'll have to look. But we're up there. We're getting real close to 50. Oh, that's incredible. Are we going to throw a big party at uh, 100? Oh, absolutely, yeah. (laughs) We might even be able to get back together again. (laughs) Well, let's hope. By (laughs) then. more episodes. My goodness. (laughs) Well, I think I started the show in, what, like 2017, and it took us this long. So (laughs) hopefully by that point, we're good, yeah. (laughs) Well, fingers crossed, you know. We'll be pulling for us. (laughs) (laughs) so uh we're back with the keaton family and it's your turn to tell us about this episode but before you do i want to remind everybody that uh you can watch family ties on cbs all access you should definitely be following along and watching the show with us so if you have a subscription a subscription to that you can do so and if you would like to write to us let us know your thoughts you can write to us at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com or you can use the contact form at alexpkeatonismyfriend.com. Or, of course, find us on Facebook, you know. You can find us on Twitter, too, but we might not be able to find you back. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's a one-way <laughs> one way conversation there. Right? Oh, that's awesome. Sha-la-la-la! So we opened the episode in the kitchen, of all places in the Keaton household. But we got a new set today. Wait, we well, did? Well, new to me. Yes. Oh, oh, we, like overall new set. Yeah. I thought you well, meant the kitchen was new, and I'm like, what? No, no, no. Okay. So in this episode, we got a new set. So I'll have to clarify with you when we get to that point in the episode and we'll talk about it. But um, we open in the kitchen, and it's Alex and Jennifer, and he's kind of like packing a, his uh, briefcase and getting ready, and Jennifer's like, hey, you know, you can't keep stealing all my supplies, and... <laughs> You know, I need my stuff, and he's like, no, no, you know, you know, he's packing up, getting ready to go to college, and they're all getting ready to go back to school, so apparently now we're in September on the show, and so they're all getting ready to, to kind of, you know, summer's over, college is starting, and everybody's getting ready to go, there's an excitement in the air on the first day, and and Alex is stealing all of Jennifer's uh, scissors <laughs> and, and glue because he needs it. Yeah, in so, college, you, always, you yeah. never know when you're going to need glue. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like maybe, you know, you have to make a collage or something at the last minute and that really throws you off. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh, we transition from the Keaton household where uh, to the first of Alex Alex's uh, college classrooms. He's taking a freshman seminar class. 
and he gets to meet the teacher and of course you know he's Alex and so he starts talking right off the bat and the teacher kind of makes an example of him and kind of uh you know tears him apart in front of the whole class about not having a sophisticated view or <laughs> being very narrow-minded and so that really just spins Alex out so we transition back to the Keaton home where Elise is sitting on the couch and she's wearing a very flowy uh, dress maybe <laughs> with a blanket kind of pulled over her and um, you know I can't imagine why I mean she just I know she's pregnant but uh, you know maybe a little more pregnant than they mean for her to look <laughs> since they just announced it the episode before in right. one episode she she went from like you know hey, I just found out I'm pregnant to, hey, I'm like four months pregnant. <laughs> well, I think you mentioned she she was pregnant with twins in real life, right? Yes. And, oh, yeah. well, I've got a little trivia later for it, but we'll, we'll come back to that. Ooh, I can't wait now. So we transition. Alex is back at home. He's working on this paper, and he's really trying to impress his professor. So he's going over to the encyclopedias, and he's pulling them all off the bookshelf and you know, I thought, well, that's pretty cool that, you know, they had enough different books at home that he's able to write a paper without going to a library or <laughs> getting any additional information. He's just able to go over to their bookshelf on the wall and pull it off. So he kind of, you know, has a interaction with his mom and she kind of tells him, like, you know, you really just got to do your best and, you know, he'll he'll love you for you and that kind of thing. <laughs> and then he goes to school and he fails. Gets his very first F, and that just sends him on a downward spiral. Plus, his buddy Doug got an A. Yep, which and didn't the teacher's help like, anything. I don't give very many A's. And, you know, this student wrote an extremely well thought out and well written paper, <laughs> and of course, Alex is like, Well, thank you. You know, it was really a privilege to write this paper for you, and want want not so much him. It was his buddy. <laughs> So he gets home and he's all sad and dejected and, you know, he's telling his parents that he just doesn't think that the college is right for him. And, you know, he's he going to just drop out of college. And, it, of course, you know, Mallory and Jennifer uh, try to capitalize on the moment because it's their turn to do dishes. And so they just say, well, it seems like you guys have a lot to talk about. We're going to go ahead and step out for for you. And <laughs> so, you know, his parents try to make him feel better and uh, – He's still pretty dejected, and so he goes and talks to Mallory, goes in her room, and that's the new set. I don't I've never seen Mallory's room before. So we have seen Mallory's room, but I feel like it was one of the first few episodes in season one. Oh, I'd, I'd okay. have to go back and look, but we have seen it, and I I didn't have a chance to compare. Like I'm assuming it's the same as it was before, but I don't know. It's been long enough that it could be a totally different set. But we have seen Mallory's room, Jennifer's room, and Alex's room at some point. And I think we even saw... Did we see inside Steve and Elise's room? I feel like we might have. I don't feel like I have. Maybe not. But I know we've seen the other, the, the three kids, oh, at least yeah. once. I remember Alex's room, and I know we've seen Skippy's room. Or Skippy's sister. No, yeah. Skippy. Uh, yeah, well, I know we saw Skippy's sister's room. Oh, that's right, because she was laying there when uh, Jennifer hit her with a baseball. Yeah, but did we see Skippy's? I don't remember for sure. Anyway, I know that we have seen Mallory's room at some point, but it, it's been a long time. Okay, well, I was excited because it was a first for me, so. Yes, well, and, and again, long enough that I can't even remember, like, if it looks the same, so. Well, hopefully not. You know, she's maybe a little older now. A couple right. of years have gone by. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. 
<laughs> well, Alex tries to really kind of get a handle on this whole getting an F thing. So he goes to the expert and just asks <laughs> Mallory, you know, what happens? You know, how how is it? You know, when you go to take a test, what happens to you? And she goes, well, it just kind of goes gray. And he goes, gray? What, what do you think about? what? You know, where'd your mind go? And she goes, well, to boys. And he goes, well, hopefully that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> So he kind of gets a little bit of input from her, but he's decided, you know, he's made up his mind that he's going to go and tell that professor that, thank you, I just feel like I'm going to drop your class. I should stick to the subjects that I, I can excel in and do better in. And, and uh, of course, you know, what professor would let a student like Alex just come into his life and just let him go so quickly. But he's got to, you know, impart some wisdom on him and tell him, you know, I just needed your critical thinking and they needed your thoughts and feeling and even some emotion in in the paper not just kind of a play-by-play of what happened and so he inspires alex to lean out the window and try to have a conversation with him (laughs) even after the conversation was finished and you know well he he just keeps walking away so clearly he wasn't interested in the conversation anymore (laughs) no (laughs) he'd already moved on so and with that, we have a freeze frame at the very end of the episode, and Alex is going to keep the class. Yes. I like that they bothered to make a little set for him leaning out the window with a little fake bush there. And it was such a tight <laughs> yeah. shot. It was just like a little window with a little fake bush, and that was it. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird, too, because, like, you know, in, inside when they were looking out, it's like, oh, okay, it's daylight. But outside, it was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was like a bright blue and, like, they had blue construction paper around them or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sha-la-la-la! Yeah, so a little more, like, I don't know, serious. It's like you were saying beforehand, it has a little more existential feeling, the existential seriousness to it. It was not... The lighthearted laugh fest that, you know, gambling all your money away was. Right. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of, you know, I wonder if she was pregnant when they were there. Hopefully the smoke wasn't too bad for the baby. Oh, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> well, she was just, she threw all caution in the wind at that point, so. Yeah, well, I noticed it wasn't as funny because I didn't laugh out loud once, and then I really, you know, writing down a couple of the things that were funny... I only have a couple items, so this was definitely more of a serious tone to it, kind of a transition of Alex into maybe adulthood or, you know, maybe the next phase of his life. Well, okay, so I there was a scene for me that did make me laugh out loud. I watched it by myself, by the way, because Janelle uh, was otherwise occupied with The Bachelorette, so... Oh, well... <laughs> But the scene where he goes to Mallory, I just thought that was hilarious. First of all, just the idea that he needs to go talk to her because she knows how to fail. She's more <laughs> experienced with it, you know. But there was just a lot of, like, she had some great back and forth with him. Um, like, she uh, she asked him, like, if it was bad news or good news. And it was bad. It was real bad. She finds out he fails. And she's like, oh, I'm really sorry for you, Alex. Do you mind if I make some phone calls? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Alex says, uh, you know, he's talking about his like academic histories. He's only ever got one B before. He says, I got a B because I boycotted the sex education films in home economics or whatever it was. And Mallory's like, you missed some great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole thing you said about when her mind goes great. I don't know that whole scene, like Mallory was on fire for me. I just thought that was super funny. 
Well, I mean, she was only in the episode probably what five, six minutes tops. Yeah, but she she was the VIP of the episode for me. Nice. All right. Well, yeah. that's good. I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I am too. I liked it. <laughs> well, and you had mentioned before on a previous episode that uh, Elise will probably be more and more not in the shots, and I mean, we she was in two shots, I think. Well, that yeah. was it. The first one in the morning where she came in and, you know, Mallory was trying to get her to, to tell her which outfit to wear to school and, you know, it was a whole big problem. And, <laughs> and then Stephen walks in and he goes, oh, what happened to that nice red dress you were wearing? <laughs> and then she's like, what kind of a thing is that to say, Stephen? Apologize. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, totally <laughs> he just kind of went with the flow. <laughs> right. So, well, yeah, so speaking of this... Uh, uh, on IMDb in the trivia section, there's a couple of trivia things in here. Specifically, one of them is about Meredith Baxter's pregnancy. And it says, according to at least the trivia on IMDb, that she gave birth in real life to her twins, who were named Molly and Peter, on the 2nd of October, so two days before this episode aired. Oh, wow. So, now, of course, they shoot the episodes ahead of time. It's not like it's sure. the same day, but... So that's kind of the timeline there. So uh, I wonder how far in advance they shoot. Because they usually wrap in, what, May? I would think I think so. I mean, so that it's early May because, you know, they have sweeps during May. So they're showing their, you know, best episodes and stuff. Right. Towards the middle. And it usually wraps kind of right before June, I think, right? Yeah. And so then there's a summer hiatus, but... At some point in there, they're working on the new stuff, so it's ready to go, because then, the, you know, the season starts up again in September. Yeah. So how far ahead? I don't know. I'm not sure the exact timeline there. But, hmm. yeah. I mean, I guess if... Because the beginning of the season is when she finds out she's pregnant. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting, because I'm wondering now, like... She had to have been, well, she was probably pregnant at the end of the last season. Yeah, but they would have shot that ahead of time, and so she wouldn't have been, you know, actually pregnant in real time when it happened. So, anyway, Mm. that's interesting. Yeah. So, they knew it was coming, and... Yeah. But, you know, she was, she kind of rolled in there, and she was wearing that big flowing robe, and then the other scene she was in with Alex, when he was writing the paper, she was just kind of laying on the couch knitting... Not oh booties, I think, right? Was it booties? I think so. Well, no, she said a scarf, maybe a scar- onesie. I don't know. Oh, okay. Something because she said booties was like too stereotypical or something like that. Oh, what? Yeah. So I mean, and then she was out. So her wisdom was. And uh, same with Stephen, though he wasn't really in the episode either. So yeah, just that was little really, bit. I mean, I think Doug had more uh, ep- or more lines than the rest of the family. <laughs> I think he did. We did find something interesting out about Mallory, though, that confirms, finally puts, like, a hard date on this here. Mallory yes. is a junior now. So that means she was dating a college boy when she was a sophomore and thinking about having sex with him. Yeah. So That's, that definitely yeah. puts some, uh, yeah, an interesting perspective, which also means then first season she would have been a freshman. Um, so... I mean, she was dating, but the college boy was until second season. So she's two years behind Alex. We also know that Leland College that Alex is going to school at is 30 miles away. 
Mm -hmm. I don't think Leland College is a real college. Ooh. Is it? I'm pretty sure that's just fake. Although I didn't look. I just assumed it was. Leland University? That's interesting. I didn't. I meant to look that up, but then I was too busy looking up uh, Orlando Del Rio. Yeah, who... Uh, well, unless I... Because this is the other trivia thing they had on IMDb. It's not a real baseball player. Yeah, I couldn't find anything. Yeah, it's just a pretend character they, re- they made up. A person that's not real. Huh, so when you Google... Oh, wait a minute. No, he is a real person. Where did you? What do you find? Okay, so the, they talk about it on fandom.com from Family Ties. Okay. About the episode itself. But on legacy.com, there's an obituary for o- Orlando Del Rio from Miami, Florida. But was he actually a he bass passed player? Away July 27th of 2005. But was he actually a bass player? I mean, a baseball player, not a bass player. No, he was totally a bass player, too. Yeah, well, he, he, he he's not to, mutually exclusive, I guess. <laughs> right? He would like to slap on a bass. <laughs> so was that obituary for a baseball player, or is this just like random dude that happens to have the same name? Uh, it doesn't say, actually, because you don't get to see the obituary. But there's no... If yeah. you put, like, baseball player in with it... Also, it's kind of sad that Orlando lived in Miami. Like, he couldn't... Uh, couldn't move a couple towns over. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because the only other things that come up then, if you put like Orlando Del Rio baseball, is uh, Family Ties stuff. I don't see anything about baseball otherwise. Yeah, and they said he was on the Cincinnati Reds, yeah. right? So I think, I mean, if IMDB is to be trusted, then it's got to be true. Otherwise, that just shatters... Everything I know about IMDb, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, how would you move? I don't know. From there? Like everything I know is a lie. Leland University, Ohio. Okay, well, let's see what pops up on that one. Nope, uh, family it's all ties, family yeah. ties stuff. So it isn't. Yep, it's not a real. Well, they had university. to come up with something that was close enough for him to be able to drive to and from each day. Although he's still catching a ride with Doug. So what's ironic is there's a John E. Leland at the University of Dayton, Ohio, who is the vice president of huh. research, but only since 2015. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what inspired yeah. him, though. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, there's the Leland Green School of Music, the Ohio State University. Oh. Maybe Leland yeah. is a popular name in Ohio. Yeah, I think I so. Know. Yeah, there's Leland Ford at Ohio University, the political science department. Sha-la-la-la. Well, speaking of Doug, we have a couple of guest stars to talk about in this episode. In fact, we have two. Speaking, speaking of Doug. Speaking of Doug. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> this makes me think of Doug. <laughs> I have Doug, yeah. Um, we have two, ca- two actors who were credited in this episode. Obviously, there's a class extras, but the only two people that are credited are uh, Doug and the professor. Um, right. Professor Bronski is his name. So uh, Right. Well, he inspired Alex, so I'm sure that he's going to be in a lot of uh, future episodes. Well, uh, I hate to break it to you, but this is the only episode that he was what? in. Yes, Michael McGuire oh, is the actor, and this is the only episode of Family Ties that he is in. I know, oh. so sad. But he was in a ton of other stuff, though. Um, for instance, he did... Remington Steel. He actually, because he's actually quite a bit older, and he did do some stuff after Family Ties, but most of his career takes place earlier than that. Remington Steel, Six Million Dollar Man, Columbo. Um, 
The big Ooh. thing that he had, though, is that he, like his earliest credits in the early 70s, he was a series regular on Dark Shadows, which is like oh, a yeah. like a long-running like soap opera, right? Isn't that what that is? Yes. Yeah. Like a vampire soap yeah. opera? Yes. So weird. So, yeah, that's him. So a lot of stuff, nothing that I like recognize that I would have, I mean, I've seen episodes of those things, but nothing that I could like spot him from, you know. But... Doug, however, Timothy Busfield is in like everything. Really? Yes. I mean, he's still acting. His most recent, he's got two things. He's got a TV movie coming out in 2020, and he's uh, a regular on a TV show right now called Almost Family. Almost Family. Which I haven't watched. Not Almost Family Ties, just Almost Family. Hmm. I don't even know if I've heard of that show. <laughs> he was, uh, I don't know, but it's it's in 2020, so I'm not sure. But he's, I mean, he's done 13 episodes of that. Uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, he did several episodes. He did uh, 22 episodes of The West Wing. Like, lots of stuff like that where he was like a regular on the series. Um, but his biggest one is he was on the show 30-something, he did 85 episodes of 30-something, so I guess he was one oh, of the main wow. characters. Um, yeah. He was also in Field of Dreams, lots of other stuff like that. He was in the TV show Hotel, which uh, we keep seeing that pop up here and there, right? Yes. But his biggest thing, and I actually recognize him uh, from this. I, I knew I couldn't place him, but I had to look it up. He's in Revenge of the Nerds 1 and 2. He's one of the main nerds in Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Really? He's Poindexter. Yeah, he's got red hair and it's kind of like off-center, big puffy red hair, if you can like picture him from those movies. I don't know that I've ever seen them. Oh, well, they are not family-friendly, so do not watch them in front of your kids. <laughs> right. Well, I, that doesn't surprise me much. It was one of those things, though, like, I had a couple of these realizations when I was in college because... You know, we had like off and on, we had access to Comedy Central at our house growing up, right? Okay. And they would show all these movies, like edited for TV movies. And so, like, Revenge of the Nerds was one. Another one was Police Academy. And so then we got to college and we were like looking for something funny to watch in like the the lobby of the dorm room. And we're like, oh, let's watch uh, Police Academy or let's watch uh, uh, <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds. And they are really inappropriate. Um, oh, wow. And that's an awkward place to find that out in the lobby of a Christian uh, college dorm room, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just have to give that warning there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so much oh. so that we nicknamed uh, Police Academy Police Anatomy uh, from that point on. So, um, yeah. Oh, there you that's go. sad. Well, I have bad news because I just looked up Almost Family and the show was canceled after one season. Oh, well, he almost had a second <laughs> season, I, I heard. but He almost had another TV family after 30-something. <laughs> he almost did. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he does appear, however, this is his first of three appearances on Family Ties. Oh, wow. One okay. more is Doug. And then a couple years later, he's in another episode as young Matt Gilbert. So oh, interesting. Only one more is Doug. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting indeed. Oh, well, check this out. I have good news for him. What's that? 30-something is actually getting picked back up as a sequel series from ABC. What? Yes. Well, I saw that they were doing like a TV movie of it as well. 
Yeah, so it says ABC picks up a sequel series with the original cast. Huh. And an ensemble of new faces. Wow. How many actors about are in it? 20? That's a great question. 20? 30? Yes. Something like uh, that? Two. <laughs> 30? <laughs> That's what I would assume, you know. Yeah, no, so it's going to have the kid, the 30-something-year-old kids of the original cast. Huh. But I'm looking at just a regular, like, stock cast photo, and there's 12 people in it. Oh, that's disappointing. They got to up that by about 18. <laughs> right. <laughs> or so. At least get to 30-something. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're on fire tonight, my Oh, friend. man, I'm throwing rocks tonight. Yeah. <laughs> You're throwing something. Sha-la-la-la. So we had one fun music cue in this episode that I just had to point out. Okay. Uh, when Mallory is in her room, like, hanging out in her very, like, awesome 80s girl, teen girl room, right? Oh, yeah. Did you hear the she song the she was listening to? Everything. I did, and I can't think of it now, but it was, like, Sheena Easton or something. Well, so I could not find a credit for it. I think it was just, like, a generic track. Like, I don't oh. think it was an actual song. Just a real poppy synthy track. It sounded like as eighties as it possibly could be. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. I wasn't sure oh, if you that knew. song would have been picked up and played on roller at the roller rink all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, it definitely sounded like a get into the groove kind of thing. Yeah. But I, as far as I could tell, it was not an actual song. It was very convincingly done, though. Yeah, because it, I heard it in my head, and I'm like, "Huh, what song is that?" And I'm like, "Well, it could have go this way, it could go that way." I don't know what song that is, and I'm usually pretty good at knowing a song, but no. So that makes sense that they didn't credit it because it was probably not not a real song. Real. All right, yeah, it was made up. Sha la la la. So there is a big uh, plot point in this episode that revolves around something. I figure we better discuss. Since uh, this is a reference that I was not exactly familiar with. Uh, but we have a big thing about Eugene V. Debs. Yes. Did you know about this beforehand? Is this something you were yeah. familiar with? No, I'd never heard that name before. Well, this person was real. This was the whole like court case and everything was a real thing. Had some interesting yes. reading about it here. Mm-hmm. Um, did you look into it at all? or? Yes. What did you find out? So, really, just an American socialist, political activist, and a trade union... Oh, boy, that's hard for me to say. (laughs) Unionist. But um, he was uh, speaking out politically about uh, not going to war and how we needed to stay away from World War I. And and, uh, they shut him down real quick because they were talking about how he was going to incite riots and cause all kinds of problems. And so they, they pulled the plug on him real quick. Yeah, he got 10 years in prison, and it was the Supreme Court, like, upheld the the ruling that it was sedition. He was actually charged with sedition for telling people not to go to World War One. Yeah. But what's interesting is Oliver Wendell Holmes is the Supreme Court justice that wrote the, the ruling, actually. But mm-hmm. Eugene V. Debs was actually a... F- he ran for president. He was the Socialist Party presidential candidate for five different uh, campaigns. Five times he ran for president. And f- I bet five times he lost. Well, apparently, because I couldn't find him on the list of presidents. So, <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah, I looked at all the different bills. Uh, $1, $5, $10. He wasn't on any of them. So I'm assuming okay. he did okay. not win. Yeah. Huh. 
Maybe he's on that uh, $3 bill. Yes, that's definitely the one he's on. (laughs) (laughs) So that's Eugene V. Debs. Yeah, that was kind of a crazy thing that they really incorporated something, uh, kind of a a big-time deal. Yeah, well, they went from that to making up a fake baseball player, so... I wonder yeah. what how they decided to go for a fictional baseball situation, but a real uh, political leader who was charged with sedition. Yeah, they are, don't hesitate to pull out all the um, sports references too. I mean, they're always talking about you know basketball, football, yeah. baseball. So, so why the fake baseball reference? Very interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. I wonder if they couldn't say somebody's name on purpose because they didn't want to. Like make somebody feel bad about you know having a great uh, batting average in the minors, and then they get pulled up, and then don't do so well in the majors. I suppose maybe they want to hurt someone's feelings. Yeah, they were trying to be kind. Maybe they just couldn't come up with an example that worked, but they liked the the analogy, so they just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Orlando, you know, he just takes the fall. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he just oh. passed away in obscurity in Miami. Yep, miles away was, from his namesake. Yeah. Just sad, and <laughs> he dies in Miami. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Sha-la-la-la. Well, did you have any other quotes or jokes or anything that uh, really stood out to you in this episode? Well, in addition to all the fantastic Mallory lines, the one other great joke that I totally cracked up at, Alex is struggling to tell his parents about what happened and this, you know, his failure with this this uh, paper, and he tells them, "I got a, I got a nef," and they said, "A nef, <laughs> a nef." <laughs> I forgot that's Elise's third scene. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, when he's telling oh. her about the about the test, about the nef, the nef. <laughs> that was uh, it. That's the only other one I wrote down because that was just a good. It was a good gag there. Well, I had two additional ones that I wrote down, and one of them came pretty early in the episode. And uh, it's when Alex is talking about to Jennifer about why he needs all the supplies and stuff or why he doesn't technically need them. And he says, you know, in college, we, we work not with our hands but with our minds. And she's all, okay, can I have my paste back? <laughs> and then uh, the other one was um, – Mallory was using the baby as an excuse not to do something. You know, right. She had bad grades. Right. At least, and Stephen are like, "Oh, so you know, how long are you going to keep that up?" And Mallory goes, "Well, at least until he's teething. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get another year or two out of that after <laughs> right. the kid's born." Yeah, she's already using him as an excuse, and he's not even born yet. So, yeah, it's funny to see how quickly her personality has changed. I feel like you know, from just the end of season two. To now season three. Yeah. I will say this too, though. Along with the new changes, I feel like she's become a better actress. Yeah. Like her delivery of lines early on, although I think she had a lot of fun stuff, was very like, it was closer to like kid actor. And she's starting to become like a better actress, I think, it seems like Mm -hmm. this season. So we'll see her develop her, her chops. Whereas like... Michael J. Fox just nailed it from the beginning, you know. <laughs> right. And so you think that he filmed um, Back to the Future over the the break, the summer break that we just had, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'd have to yeah, go back. he and, would have had to. Yeah, because it came out the next summer. And I know yeah. that they he shot it 
most of it during the break in between. I think there was some overlap uh, in the shooting as well, but I'd have to double check the timeline. I'm not looking at it, but something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I'm I just can't wait to see what happens, you know, at the beginning of season four now to see like really, you know, when he's got that kind of a wave of success because it was a hit, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and it it was a blockbuster kind of right out of the gate. And he was already very popular for his role as Alex B. Keaton. And so that was just like next level, you know. And I wonder if maybe um, Justine Bateman had filmed something as well over the break and so she's gotten a little bit more you know she's more assured right a little more practice and so maybe that helped her kind of come back this season and maybe hit her lines a little better like you just said again i think she's always been entertaining but i think she's just developed a lot as an actor so oh wow do you know what the the budget was for back to the future the first one no 19 million dollars Wow, that seems like nothing in today's movie scape, right? <laughs> yeah, nothing. Well, even uh, Back to the Future's 2 and 3 were $40 million each. Wow. And they filmed them concurrently, and they it looks like. Yeah, 2 and 3, they shot date. together, yeah. Yeah, because uh, number 2 was released November 22nd of 89. Yep. And then 3 was May 25th of 1990. Yeah, I... Six months apart. I remember very specifically... Back to the Future Part 2 came out right around my birthday. My birthday's in early December. Well, mid-December, I guess. December 19th. I don't know why I'm being worried about that. but um, Yeah. Uh, you don't want to let everybody well, I mean, if they want to send me something or whatever, like I'm not going to stop them, you know. Right. Uh, but uh, that year, you know, we didn't go to the movies a lot when I was a kid. Like, we, we rented movies, but, you know, it was a big treat to go out to the movies. And so... Oh, yeah. That year, I got to pick to go to a movie for my birthday, and it was between... Back to the Future Part 2 or The Wizard with Fred Savage, oh. the Nintendo one. And I yes. I wanted to see both of them, but I wound up choosing The Wizard because it came... When you went to... The, with a ticket, you got a free little mini Nintendo Power magazine with, like, tips and tricks and codes for video games on the NES. And I, like, had to have that. Plus... <laughs> They teased that like you got to see the first glimpse of Super Mario Brothers three in this movie, and that was like just mind blowing that we could see it before it actually came out. And so, oh yeah, I I went and saw that, and I still have my Mini Nintendo Power from that movie. Well, of course you do. Um, but in hindsight, I probably <laughs> the movie I like better uh, is definitely <laughs> Back to the Future Part two, the but one that holds up maybe just a little just bit, a better. little bit. The Wizard has its moments, but it's definitely a, you know, 90-minute commercial for Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good commercial, though. It's a good commercial, and it has it some memorable fun. stuff, but yeah, it's um, it's no Back to the Future Part 2. <laughs> so, ironically, when I typed in, you know, uh, when did they film it, uh, it came up, and it told me that they started principal photography November 26th of 1984. But it was with Eric Stoltz, obviously, because, you know, he right, was going right. to portray Marty McFly first. So he shot for more than six weeks until they got rid of him and um, brought in Alex. Oh, so it was like in the middle of that season then. Yeah. So it was not over the summer break. It was like over the... So he, I mean, at least just, you know, has twins early in the season. Alex right. is probably doing double duty, trying to film two things at the same time. Man, I bet they were running crazy. Yeah. That's wild. That's so interesting. So was that... So they must shoot, like, the second half of the season 
afterwards? I wonder how did that break work? Or was he really like doing double? Yeah, I, you know, it. Mm. I bet you I have like the crazy DVD box set. I should probably go back and look and see if they discuss that because I'm sure they do at some point. I'll have to do some yeah. research there. I bet a little a deep dig into Google will help uh, yeah. solve some of that. We can, we can figure this out. So we'll we'll find out, you know, if all of a sudden he starts to disappear from the cast, you know, from the show uh, towards the second half of uh, the the season here. Yeah, you know, maybe around February, March, he's uh, getting scarce. We'll he's know. staying longer and longer at college. Yeah, <laughs> even though it's only thirty miles away. Right, Bronski needs him. Uh, maybe he's a TA now. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. That's actually, I mean, it's really clever that they have him be away because there's a lot of. Easy excuses for him just to not be around too much. Sha-la-la-la! Well, uh, what is the moral of this episode? Oh, it's okay to fail as long as you just give up. (laughs) Yes, but if you put your heart and soul into something, even if you fail, you're in it still. I mean... He he. His problem was he wasn't putting himself into his work, right? No, he was just giving facts and summaries. That's right. You have to have like you have to put your spirit into it. Right. You have to infuse your own uh, thoughts and emotions into it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Or the other uh, moral that definitely came across was like uh, just the the fact that at Malik Malik's Mallory. Uh, was the one, in this case, who was getting better grades than Alex. And basically, you know, uh, be careful who you're gloating over because uh, it's going to, you know... Without saying, I can't think of any good phrases that don't have bad words in them for... Uh, right, for this like come back and bite you? Yes, it's going to come back and bite you, yes. <laughs> uh, anyway. Mal- That's as close as you can get without uh, going over. Exactly. <laughs> Alex learned a good lesson here, and he definitely was eating some humble pie going to her to try to figure out how to fail successfully. Yep. Small small fish in a bigger pond now. Yep. Or little man on campus, as the title oh. told us. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's kind of funny, too, because Alex is very short, so... Yeah, well, Griffin actually sat down and watched this episode with us tonight, and uh, he was like, wow, that guy is really short. And I go, yeah, he's yep. really short. Yep. He goes, that's Marty McFly. And I said, yes, it is. <laughs> that's why he was still able to play a high school student when he's like, I mean, because how old is he at this point? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, he's got to be, you know, probably mid-20s. At least, yeah. Got to look that up. How old is he? So he was born in 1961, 71, 81. So he was 23 at this point. Okay, that's not too bad. It's not too bad, but, you know, he's not actually 18 or whatever. So it helps that he's a little short in stature. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Wow. Christopher Lloyd was born in 1938. Wow. He's old. He is. So what is he, like 30 or 30? <laughs> 83 now, I think, right? 82, 82. It'll be 83 on his next birthday. Wow. So on a sidebar tangent, uh, I just rewatched Adam's Family Values because my girls are obsessed with the Adam's Family. Okay. So we watched the new cartoon version, which was fun. Loved yeah, it. Yeah. I know you had seen it and you know you we had nice that. things to say about it. Mm-hmm. And so then we watched the original well, not the original movie, 
Because um, I think there was a TV movie with um, the original cast from the TV show, right? I think so. Like they did a reunion, I don't know, in the yep. 70s or something like that, I want to say. Yeah, so we watched the one with um, Angelica Houston right, and right. Yeah, Raul Julia. Yeah. yeah. So we watched that one. We watched the second movie. Wow, that movie couldn't be made today. It is so like just racist and really, yeah. Well, the you know the Native American portrayal and the oh uh, yeah, the camp that's true, and, that's true. But it was kind of funny to watch that now and be like, wow, that's that wouldn't fly, huh? I, I haven't watched those in a long time, but that's interesting. It's still still pretty good. Well, I mean, I mean they cast it pretty yeah. perfectly. I always thought, like Christina oh. Ricci in particular. Yeah, she was perfect. I wish they would have made a third one, but they never did, obviously. But, you know, Christopher Lloyd is obviously Uncle Fester. Yes, so yes. There is a so connection good. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's then, a great um, Uncle Fester. Joan Cusack is in the second one, and I love her. She is so good. She is. She's a treasure. She's always great in everything. I feel like we should see her more often. She doesn't get a lot of, like, starring roles, but she's always, like, a great support actress. And funny, and her timing is good, and just everything. So there you go, sidebar. That's a good one. Sha-la-la-la! And with that sidebar concluded, I believe it's time for us to bring this show to a close. All right, we'll land this ship. Let's do it. (laughs) Plane. Plane. Land the plane. This is a fun episode, and uh, thank you for recording with me, special co-host Keith. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, very special host Phil. I had a great time. It's always a very special episode, right? It is. Because it's family time. It is a very special episode. (laughs) Well, thank you, listeners, for joining us. And uh, as always, we'd love to hear from you. You can write us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, etc. And uh, tell us what you think about the sedition case that uh, Oliver Wendell Holmes (laughs) ruled on. So we'd like to hear feedback on. <laughs> We'd love a deep dive on it. Yeah, you know, what are your thoughts on free speech and such? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be narrow-minded like Alex. I really, really, like, it would be my dream if we never got an, a write-in for the first 47 episodes and on 48, someone wrote in to talk about the Oliver Wendell Holmes Supreme Court case. <laughs> That would be amazing and astounding. It's my dream come true, you guys, for that to be the case. That that would be our first letter. So <laughs> if anyone wants to do that and make my, make my little heart sing, that would be right. fantastic. Make us happy. And you guys are actually going to have uh, two weeks to fulfill my dreams because we are going to take a week off next week for Thanksgiving. So we'll be back again in two weeks. Make sure you guys write to us in that time and make my dreams come true. All right, well, I think that's going to do it. So uh, thanks again, Keith. My pleasure. Thank you for listening, everyone. And um, we'll see you next time on another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through.